You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Locked On Utes Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Brian Brown. I am writing solo today as we enter into our... In-season programming, so to speak, we're back to five episodes a week. Going to try and load you up with plenty of content, plenty of other voices. As my main man, Jake Hatch, is out this week. Good luck to you, Jake. Enjoy the vacation time. We're going to talk a little bit about the newest four-star composite for the University of Utah as Nate Johnson is bumped up to that rating. We're also going to chat a little bit about the Pick 6 preview and where Brett Ciancia has Utah ranked. And lastly, we're going to tighten things up with a open house for the new South End Zone and some information that you're definitely not going to want to miss about that in terms of how to attend. So all that coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Youth Podcast for Monday, July 19th, 2021. Welcome back to the Locked On News Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, reminding you that it is a great day to be a Ute, even though some days are better than others. Thank you for joining us here on the podcast. We are back to five episodes a week. Enjoy that. We'll try to keep the content fresh and new and exciting as best we can. Uh, once the season starts, once fall camp starts, once all those kinds of things are going on, I'm sure that it'll ramp up. Accordingly, Jake is out this week, so we're going to have a couple sub-hosts in, I believe, for those of you who may or may not have followed me pre-Locked On Utes, that you'll like some of the people that we'll be bringing on board. Uh, Today, writing solo, just a few things to update you on. The biggest one, likely, that Nate Johnson is the newest composite four-star in Utah's 2022 class. And Jake and I talked about this with recruiting, with regards to recruiting, that this was a possibility and, and in all likelihood going to happen. So he has been re-rated in the industry-generated composite rating. And again, quick reminder for those who are not uh, recruiting junkies or 24-7 junkies such as myself, the industry-generated composite rating takes all of the ratings across all the recruiting services, combines them together, and rates them accordingly. He was bumped up to a four-star status, so that will increase the overall ranking of the University of Utah class. If you go to the 24-7 site, Utah is currently ranked dead freaking last in the Pac-12 in terms of recruiting rankings. Now, that's a little bit misleading because it goes off of total points, meaning total commitments in a class so far. Oregon is in the lead. They have 16 total commits for 226 points. I will be curious to see how many of those commits that they hold on to, how many kids get cut loose, et cetera, et cetera. I think every team is going to play that a little bit differently in terms of how many scholarship offers go out and how many uh, scholarship offers there really are. Oregon may be able to afford to offer and, and sign a bigger class simply because they can tell kids to hit the road if they want to, and it doesn't damage their recruiting reputation nearly as much as a school like Utah which just doesn't have the, the 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 pull quite yet in the recruiting landscape. Now, 
The difference with the Utah class is it is currently ranked, uh, or excuse me, the average for a recruit is is 87.27. That would put Utah up in the top third of the Pac-12 with that alone. USC is number one currently right now with a 91. Number two is Oregon with 89.9. You have UCLA with 88.45. Uh, Washington at 88.19, and then the Utes would slot with 87.27 right there behind them. So uh, good news in regards to that. I think the better news is that there has been a lot of attention that's been thrown Nate Johnson's way. Bruce Feldman wrote an article about him for The Athletic, very in-depth article, gave some background on him, spoke to some of his private training coaches and whatnot. Worth the read if you have the subscription to The Athletic. Also, very good work by the University of Utah to really evaluate and get in on Nate Johnson early. That's what they do with their recruiting department. They get in on everybody early. They make sure to do their homework. They're very quick to reach out to players, especially when it comes to getting in the transfer portal and everything of that nature. And that's why they've been able to land Johnson before he's really exploded as a prospect. He does mention in the article that his recruiting is is done. And with quarterbacks, that's typically how it goes. You shut down your recruiting once you've made a commitment. That's the, that's why you need to secure these early on. I think it's why Utah will be looking ahead to try and getting a quarterback committed in the 2023 class as well. I think one thing that fans will absolutely love about Johnson, he's very polished. He's a very articulate young man. He's a hard worker. He is an incredible athlete. All that stuff's been uh, pointed out. He's been working with a private coach, uh, comes from a great household. His his parents are both uh, very involved. And he even talks about how a lot of the reason that he works so hard is is because of his dad and the influence that his dad has on him. He also mentions in the article that he spoke with uh, Steve Bartle of Ute Zone that his next goal is to try and get as much talent around him in Utah as possible. He says, quote, going out, trying to recruit. We've got wide receiver Zion Steptoe, a Texas kid we've been keeping in contact. Then, you know, just getting out there and still trying to recruit some guys. We need a running back, tight ends, and other guys, but I'm definitely recruiting guys, so we build a great offense around me. Uh, I think that's the one part about it that we love to hear as fans, that these guys are trying to build and develop relationships with other players, can come play together, whatnot. Um, I, I have no idea how effective the high school level recruiting is for other high schoolers, but it is very fun to see them cheering each other on. I think it's one aspect that when I look back at my playing career, I wish there had been more of that. I didn't. We we always treated every high school team that we played like that like they were the enemies, and we went to camps and didn't really get to know kids. Like we always stayed within the team, and these kids do a much better job of branching out and getting to know one another and going on recruiting trips and and developing those friendships. And and I I do understand the the need for competitiveness. I think these kids get that, and I think they compete all the time. That there are so many camps and whatnot that these kids go through, so they definitely compete a lot against one another and competition is very very important uh in the process but i also like that they get to know one another and they build their networks and and they develop relationships i think it's a big reason that utah landed to quinton jackson you know he had a relationship with ty jordan and ty reached out to him and said hey man come up to utah it's great and so that's where i think utah can really do a good job with maintaining the relationships with guys, main, making sure that kids coming into the program feel the love like they have. And when other programs 
turn kids out and and spurn them and mislead them and everything like that. They're going to look for that bounce back in Utah and want to come to Utah. So I think Utah has a great opportunity to get in the game with a few other uh, athletes through the transfer portal by doing it that way. Um, in regards to recruiting, one to watch, local prospect Cody Hagan, wide receiver, has narrowed down his list. Uh, the early buzz on him is that Stanford is the favorite and that they are pushing hard for a commitment. I think Cody wants to wait until the fall, until he's had a chance to take all his visits and really weigh everything. So I wouldn't say that Utah is out of it entirely for him. I just, I from my own perspective, and as I talk to some of these kids Stanford, if that's your school, it's a really tough offer to turn down. And I know for a fact that there have been kids in the past that Utah hasn't even bothered to touch because they knew that Stanford was the number one. As soon as Stanford offer came in, they kind of backed off. Uh, but Stanford is a great school, and that's always going to be an allure for some of these kids. Uh, I do believe that the, the move to put Chad Bumfus in charge has made a major impact not just in recruiting outside of the state, but also in the state, and that kids feel a lot more connected to him, that he's a lot more present and, and open and accountable. I think that can pay dividends to more than just Bumfus's recruiting. I think it also pays dividends to him being able to work with Kyle McDonald and the rest of the staff, Freddie Whittingham and Jim Harding, and really, really dive in deep and help exchange ideas, concepts, talk about what's working with the kids, things like that. Uh, having two ace recruiters in both Kyle and Bump, I think really, Kyle McDonald, I should say, I think that really helps the staff at the University of Utah, and those guys are hungry for it. Uh, they call Kyle McDonald Recruiting 101 because he does it the right way. He does it with the fundamentals. He builds those relationships. We've seen the effect of Sharif Shaw and Morgan Scally on the other side of the ball and how that's transferred over. Uh, you know, I, I think... Sione Puha and Lewis Powell are just naturally built for that, uh, being Polynesian, being defensive linemen previously at the University of Utah. Obviously, they had to refine their skills a little bit. That makes them very solid recruiters. I do think that Utah is in dire need of making a splash uh, in recruiting this go-round at the tight end position. So hopefully Freddie Whittingham can get some work done there. I know there are still some good prospects on the board. Logan Tanner is one that I would recommend if you'd like to watch the film. He is awesome. I love his tape. Showed it to Jake the other night. Jake was watching it. Couldn't stop talking about it. Said, oh, man, I like this kid. Oh, the more I watch it, the more I like him. And Tanner is an undersized tight end. We've talked about him on the program here before, I believe. Um but he is perfect for that Brant Keithy U-back position to where you can do a variety of different things with him in terms of where he lines up, who you get him lined up against. He can split out wide as a wide receiver. He's an excellent uh, uh, outside blocker uh, on the line of scrimmage, not quite as efficient, but I think Utah's okay with those regards because they've got guys who can – they can always find those kinds of guys, Cole Fotheringham, Thomas Yasmin. Uh, I think Dalton Kincaid is is capable of doing that. We saw um, you know what they did with Hunter Steptoe uh, a few years ago, and now Hunter's on a NFL futures contract with the Detroit Lions. So that kind of thing. Uh, Hunter Thedford, not Steptoe, Zion Steptoe. Little cross crossing of the streams there. So, anyways, good news for sure with the four star composite ranking for Johnson, well deserved. I think it's going to continue to go up. I believe that. Uh, 
24-7 will also do a reevaluation of him as they've all watched him compete now several times, including at the Elite 11 Finals. And so his three-star 24-7 ranking will also go up as well. Just a reminder, the NBA Draft GOAT, Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You may or may not see an appearance by... Myself and also my co-host Cindy Robinson, as we've done a couple of the player evaluations on that. So keep an eye tuned for that one. And of course, it's Chad Ford. So it is some of the best stuff that you'll find out there as well. Uh, speaking of the best stuff that you'll find, I got my order of Built Bar this weekend, and I got to be honest, the uh, the best part about getting Built Bar is is just seeing the care. No, <laughs> I'm not even going to try this. The best part about getting Built Bars is that you have now a cupboard stocked with Built Bars. And I have so many Grasshopper cookie boxes that I am just ecstatic about. I uh, have already been through half of one. I've been handing them out to friends and family, uh, trying to be generous with it to build the Built Bar karma. Um, but other than having a cupboard full of built bars, the other best part about it is just the care and concern that company puts in the products. They wrap every box into a special heat resistant, uh, packaging so that they didn't get melty or anything like that. So you open them up, it tastes fresh. Uh, it's not melted after being in the truck all day, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, just another one of the reasons why built bar is such a great place to go for your bars. Again, 17, 18 grams of protein. Uh, anywhere from 130 to 180 calories, depending on what flavor you go with. Four to five grams of sugar and under five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Go order today. You'll get 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off, your, 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is neat. Go get your orders now at built.com. Getting back to business here on the Locked On Utes podcast. Another preview magazine-ish PDF. I don't know exactly how you classify Pick 6 previews, but another preview publication. Let's call it that. Uh, released earlier. Uh, Pick 6 previews. Brett Ciancia. Brent on with the Utes on Blockcast previously. I love Brett. He's great. I think most Utah fans know who he is. Has some very uh, unique opinions, but I think more than anything, what he is very staunch about is the talent gap between Utah and BYU, and I think Utah fans love and adore him for that. Uh, very optimistic that Brent Brett will be out here at some point this season to watch a game. We've been lobbying to get him out here for a while. He has said as much that he wants to get out to Utah and, and catch a game and see the atmosphere. Uh by the way, everyone who posted pictures of the stadium from the Garth Brooks concert, thank you for doing that. Uh, I actually have a friend who works for the construction crew, and so I get updates from them on occasion, and it sounds like things really, really accelerated this week in preparation for that. Some big moves, and it does sound like the project is headed in a very, very good direction still, so that is exciting. It, the pictures look great. Uh I'm what I'm really excited for is the open house. We'll talk about that here in our final segment. But uh, Brett should be coming out to Utah at some point. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be able to get him on the podcast as well here in the near future to discuss his 
release. His PDF is absolutely worth purchasing uh, if you are into those kinds of things. The the two uh, that I almost always purchase are the Pixix Preview and uh, Phil Steele, and, and some of it is just work-based. Uh, if you're like a lot of people out there and you just love football and want to try to make a living off of it by way of investing quote unquote in the uh the the buildings out in wendover or or other places online uh i think phil Steele's magazine is a must-have it really helps a lot with that in fact that's really why it's it's uh been what it's been but brett also does an excellent job with pick six uh previews as well the PDF is only $18, so definitely worth your time, easy to download. Gives you a pretty good breakdown of stuff, and it's it, Brett puts a ton of work into it. He's a lot more analytical and statistics-based. I think Phil prefers the research aspect, also speaks with all the head coaches when he does those. So uh, whatever floats your boat in those respects, I think uh, the bottom line with it is that he has Utah um, very highly ranked in his preview the Utes has the Utes pick to win the South, has them losing to Oregon in the championship game, but finishing the season ranked 14th. If you'll recall, Brett was also the one that picked Utah to go to the uh, playoffs uh, ahead of everyone else um, in 2019. So Brett definitely knows what he's talking about, and he uses a lot of previous data in order to make his projections. He's incredibly accurate with that. So. If that's your kind of thing, it's definitely worth the 18 bucks. I, I love perusing it. I think it's really fascinating to me to see the comparisons that he makes to other programs. And I think as a Utah fan, that should really be the next evolution, right? Like, like I know that there's always going to be this uh, need to hold things over BYU's heads and everything like that. But Utah's on a different level. And, and they're evolving in, into a bigger and bigger program and, and – you know, people are starting to recognize that more and more, and, and the narrative around Utah is starting to change a lot more. I know that Kyle Whittingham hates the term narrative, but I think in this respect, he's probably okay with the fact that it's starting to favor his program and, and the development that Utah does and, and everything like that. But uh, very much worth it, I think, um, to invest in Brett's uh preview he he talks a lot about the talent discrepancy between utah and byu um mainly what i think is really interesting is comparing utah to the blue bloods and the elites of college football and and i think we all know that there is that top tier the four or five or six teams that are always going to be considered championship favorites and, and get most of the players and everything like that um i think what's always interesting to me is seeing programs like iowa on the rise and and what's happening with Penn State, those kind of middle tier, because I think that's where Utah needs to get to next, is those kinds of programs. And they're on their way there. I think this season should be one where if everything goes according to plan, if Utah can catch the breaks that they can, they need to catch, if there's not a lot of issues with the starting quarterback or anything like that or injuries or, or blah, 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 this could be a season where Utah really catches people by surprise because we all know how good this team can be. I think this team absolutely should be a contender to win the Pac-12 championship. Am I necessarily picking them right now to win it? No, but I'm also not not picking them if that makes sense. I don't I don't see I don't see a team right now in the Pac-12 that, to me, looks like it's an absolute juggernaut. You know, Phil Steele made the argument that Washington might be that squad. 
Uh, a lot of people pick USC as the favorite in the South. I've said as much that they 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 are the favorite right now simply because they have the most talent in the program. I don't necessarily think that they're the best team. I definitely don't feel that way about Arizona State with everything swirling around them. I think people who give them all that credence are, are doing so really more out of uh, – Oh, maybe respect to, to Herman Edwards. I don't know. I, I I really don't understand it because he's been there long enough for, for them to have made the move and become a top-tier team. They've recruited well. They should be better than they are. They're not. So I, until they actually can prove it and, and consistently make it through the season and show that they really are a dominant program in the Pac-12, I think Arizona State is a second-tier program. I, I think Oregon and Washington up in the north – Likely the two best uh, teams going on right there. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Cal. You know, when Chase Garber stays healthy, they've been excellent. Um, will they be able to replace all the production on the defense? Hard to say. So I, you know, I, I really actually really agree with how Brett has it ranked out. Oregon, Washington, Cal, Stanford, Wazoo, OSU in the in the north. Though I'm curious to see what Oregon State does. I really love their offense. It'll just be, you know, how much of the defensive production can they replace? In the South, it's Utah, Arizona State, USC, UCLA, Colorado, Arizona. I think everybody knows that Arizona is going to be the team that just struggles, barring some sort of miracle from Jed Fish. Uh, I, I don't see that happening. So um, those are the rankings. Give it a look. It's worth the read, just if for nothing else, for the analytics and, and the comparisons to other programs that he makes, especially with regards to recruiting. And all that stuff is likely to change now as they are going to expand the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see how NIL affects those kinds of things, although I'm not real sure um, it's going to make a huge, huge impact. It would be really fun to see like uh, Ed Catmull just like make a Pixar movie about Utah. Utes using just Utah football players, right? Um, that obviously would be a massive amount of resources, but what a cool thing that could be. Um, I know there's not a lot of Disney lovers out here in Utah, so nobody would appreciate that, right? He said sarcastically. Um, so give that look uh, a look-see, a look-over. Um, and then, you know, what you can always do when you have that kind of information is is go to our good friends at betonline.ag, lay down some futures bets, Uh a lot of good lines out there, a lot of good future bets, as always. Uh, BetOnline.ag is the fastest, easiest way to bet on your sports action. You can get the latest news, odds, and infos for all your sporting needs. Have all the latest lines up there. You can bet MLB right now. There's always UFC, MMA fights. Uh, so before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news. You can use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. That's promo code Locked On, all one word. Head to that website now. Use your mobile device. Super easy. Sign up. Uh, BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Wrapping things up here on the Locked On Utes podcast, we are, as a reminder, back to five days a week. We're going to try and fill that with some alternative voices as Jake is out this week. He's on vacation with the family. Jake, I really sincerely hope you weren't listening to this. I hope you put your phone away like we talked about and you are doing nothing but relaxing and getting away from everything. But if you do happen to listen, you are missed, my friend. Enjoy the time away, especially with your family. Uh, Mrs. Hatch definitely deserves uh, uh, that for all the time that you put in. Um, some other news, notes, and updates as we're talking about things. Public open house to unveil Ken Garf Red Zone at Rice Eccles Stadium set for August 21st. 
The Welcome Back Open House provides fans first look at stadium expansion and an appearance by each of Utah's head coaches. Utah fans will have an opportunity to tour the Ken Garf Red Zone at Rice Eccles Stadium on Saturday, August 21st at the Welcome Back Open House. The event will run from 6 to 8 p.m. and include a special program in which each of the Utes' heads coaches will appear and talk about the upcoming season. Admission is free. Fans will get their first look inside select areas of the spectacular expansion of Rice Eccles Stadium, which includes the brand new Utah football locker room, visiting team locker room, field club, suite club, premium terrace, and restaurant. There's also some other club thing going on. There's a job listing on there. I'll be curious to see how that all works into it as well. Maybe that's part of the suite club. Hard to say. Uh, the Kengar Fred Zone at Ricycle Stadium is nearing completion after nearly 18 months of construction. will increase the stadium's capacity to 51,444 when the 2021 season opens on Thursday, September 2nd at 5.30 p.m. against Weber State. Definitely something that was worth getting out for. Uh, we will continue to keep you updated on things as we find things out. Uh, digital tickets are required for stadium entry for this free event may be secured by visiting a link on the Utah Utes website. All fans who obtain tickets through the link will be entered to a drawing to receive exclusive prizes, including a package of four box seats for a game food included and a Utah Utes under armor swag bag parking is free and available in all surrounding lots. A limited number of Utah football season tickets do remain blah, blah, blah. That's all from the press release. So you'll want to make sure that you, RSVP to the open house by going to the website um, and getting the tickets to that. Uh, make sure that you get your digital tickets so you can get in there and see it. I would assume that a lot of that stuff will be inside too, which will be kind of neat um, because you'll be at, to see everything and, and listen to the coaches there. And I'm sure it's going to be hot as everything else is these days. So uh, that um, – that will be exciting. I think everybody's really looking forward to it. So uh, good update on that one. That's going to be it for today's show. Not a lot of information out there um, in Ute land. And maybe that's a good thing right now is is uh, quiet before the storm really probably is the best thing. We'll have uh, a lot more content coming from you, some, some discussions about the 10-pack, obviously, as we'll start to work in the football moments for that one. Um, also, we will start to... Uh, work our way towards media days and everything like that. My co-host Cindy Robinson will be there, so she'll be uh, covering the Utes. If you have questions, make sure to ask them at, at Locked on Utes. We'll have her ask the players while she's there. Another thing, if you have certain segments or ideas in regards to content that you want to hear when we're actually in the season, let us know. Locked on Utes at gmail.com, at Locked on Utes on Twitter. Let us know so that we can work that into the schedule as we're starting to build things out and add people. Uh, we want to make sure that the content is a smooth running machine once the season starts because things get so chaotic and busy. Uh, I will have my duties at Utah. I'll have locked on Utes, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, whatever, whatever else may be on the horizon, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, uh, will also be coming as well. So stay tuned to all of that. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for following us on your favorite podcast platform, especially if it's on Odyssey. We appreciate it greatly. As always, be well, stay well, do well, um, and you know, enjoy the present because the present is a gift, and it's the only gift that I have to offer you right now. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Locked On Youth Podcast for Monday, July 19th, 2021.